Welcome to Grow With Soul, a simple marketing podcast by me, Kate Ferris, a creative business and marketing coach living in the mountains in North Wales. Grow With Soul is for creatives who either have their own business or who dream of having their own business and who want to grow slowly, sustainably and soulfully in their work and in their life. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to episode 65 of Grow a Soul. Today is a solo show and I'm digging into how to decide which projects or ideas to pursue. One of our challenges as creative people running or starting a business is idea wrangling. So for sure there are periods where we think we'll never have a good idea ever again, but there are also times where it feels like somebody's plugged this cosmic USB stick into you and just downloading and processing all of these different ideas in a way that actually can be quite overwhelming. So, you know, sometimes these are really specific, kind of this product or that product sort of ideas that you're wrangling with. Sometimes it's just like a billion blog post ideas over the course of a weekend. Sometimes they're more general around your approach or offering that feels more like a non-specific levelling up than some of the other kind of ideas. Having these ideas is great it makes you feel like you're alive and like you're really existing within and in tune with your business and your purpose and all that good stuff. But it does also leave you confused, probably overworked, uncertain, maybe ready to rip everything up and start again and just generally lacking in clarity. So let's talk about that. So first things first, keep records of your ideas. So more than that, keep accessible records of your ideas, by which I mean not just jotting it down on a random phone note you'll never find again or on a scrap piece of paper you'll accidentally throw away or a notebook that you use for something else so you're never going to look there for that idea that you had once. So professionalise your record keeping. So personally, I have different phone notes for content ideas and product ideas that are labelled like that so that I can go and search for them and access them whether I'm at my computer or I'm on the go because they're on my phone or my computer. You might choose to have a specific page in your planner for this, a very specific notebook, a Google Doc, a tab in your project management app. The important thing is that you can know where an idea is going to be if you want to look for it in a month, six months, a year's time. Because keeping records isn't just about writing it down so you don't forget. It's an idea quarantine where the thought can live until you revisit it and access it in the cold light of day. It's a promise to yourself that you're taking these ideas seriously and it's a repository for times when you're drawing a blank on other ideas, usually for content. So my idea records are a massive part of my business. It actually probably couldn't really function without it. A lot of ideas will, when you come back to them, not be up to scratch and I'm sure we've all looked back on excitedly scribbled down ideas and wondered what on earth we were thinking. Some ideas need to wait for their time to come. Most ideas I have stay in the quarantine for at least a week, sometimes months and years. It's not always the right time, but when the right time comes, I have the record to pull up. 
So first things first, get into the practice of recording your ideas. Make that the first impulse rather than forcing yourself to act or not act upon it right there and then. Once we've brought our ideas out of the quarantine and we're ready to go and do something with it, we need to define the shape of the idea. If we allow ourselves, even the smallest ideas can be built up into this great, big, overcomplicated cathedral as our brain kind of run wilds with all the possibility with it. An Instagram caption can be turned into a book, a pattern idea into a whole fashion line. So before we can decide whether this is something that we want to pursue, we need to make sure that we're basing that decision on a clear, real thing. Sometimes the way to do this is to sketch out the idea. So for example, if I have an idea for a course or an ebook, I jot down what the modules or the contents page might be. And if I get stuck after two or three bullet points, then this is clearly more of a blog post than a course. So tune into how you feel about something too. Yes, you probably could create a whole fashion line, but if it's making the idea you had for that one piece not feel exciting anymore, then perhaps that's not the right idea. When assessing which ideas to pursue, I tend to use two questions. The first is, is this a quick win or is it a slow burn? So can it be a caption posted on Instagram tonight or is it a long-term project that may take me six months? Some of the quick wins are obvious. They're the things that are clearly content ideas or a website change that you can make in an hour. And the key with these is to get them out of the front of your mind so you can sort through the rest of the jumble. So I would suggest that anything that you can do in an hour tomorrow counts as one of these quick wins. Plot your content ideas into your calendar, mark in your planner where you're going to do that website update and then just let them melt away from your brain. Which then brings us to the other types of ideas. So perhaps you're choosing between two course ideas. One you could get up and running in a month, another that's going to take three, the quick win or the slow burn. Maybe you've got a couple of quick win ideas or frustrated that every idea you have is going to take months of development. In these cases, think about what you and your business needs in the short, medium or long term. So perhaps you do need to boost your income in the next month. So pick the idea that you can get up and out quickest. Maybe you're actually really stacked with client work or have projects you're still finishing, in which case the slow burn is going to be perfectly timed to be finished just at the time that you need it. We can sometimes deal with ideas in isolation, judging them on their merits as they are rather than thinking about how they slot into what we need and everything that we've got going on. An idea that doesn't help you achieve your goals or help you to get to where you want to go isn't a good idea. This has been what I've been working on for the last couple of weeks. I had three or four ideas I was torn between pursuing after the playbook finishes, which is this week. One was a slow burn course project. One was a program sort of between a quick win and a slow burn. One was a really slow burn project and the other was a quick win course slash membership hybrid that I could put together fairly quickly. Although also within that option I was swaying between a version that was truly quick win and one with some more slow burn elements. So 
I felt really strongly about all of them. I felt excited to do the work for all of them. I believed in the impact of all of them. And I flip-flopped for a while about which one to really go for, feeling very much actually like I didn't have a handle on where I was really going with everything. I had to think about and ground myself in the realities of each of these ideas, what it was going to be like in the reality of my life to do each one. So the in-betweeny programme felt actually like, although it could be a quick win, the timing wasn't really right and it would be a better offering for being a slow burn. So that was off the table. The slow burn course, I realised after spending the last five months working on and creating the playbook, I actually wanted something different for this next season. So again, that one I could put off the table for later. The really slow burn project was something that I decided to chip away at. But I also realised that with discounting the other two options and the fact that I'm slowing down my one-to-one work, I was facing a couple of months with no projected income and should probably fix that. So that helped me to decide on the Quick Win Hybrid Programme because the whole point of it is that I create the content based on the needs of the participants. So there wasn't a lot of upfront work that needed to be done and I decided on the idea that gave me what my business needs at this point in time. Which brings us on to the second question and probably the most important Does it align with and build towards your business vision? Sometimes we have ideas that are good, but not good for us. It's like when you see something in a shop or online that you just fall instantly in love with, but it's just not quite right. So maybe it's a dress that you'd never wear, a piece of furniture that's like the size of your entire living room, a painting that goes with like nothing in your house. It's a completely different style, but there's just something about it that you love so intensely, even though it doesn't fit into your life. So in those moments, you have to say, I love you, but it would never work out and let that be enough. And it's the same with ideas. Some ideas are completely impractical for you and your business to bring into fruition and you may love the idea but it just won't work out so let that be enough. So for example every time that I see a picture of a swanky co-working space in London or some other city I always think oh I need to set up one of those here. You know one that would have the vintage furniture, the coffee, almond croissants, a podcasting booth, yoga sessions, a book club, all that lovely good stuff. And, you know, all very on brand for me. And it could be a viable idea. It's certainly not completely ludicrous that I would do that. But it's not aligned with my personal business vision. In fact, running a physical space is more or less the opposite of the kind of life I want to live. I don't want to be tethered to my to opening hours and to appointments. I don't want the pressure of overheads. My vision for my business is to give the inspiration and knowledge that people need to go off and empower themselves to create their own business. It's not to have people set up a home within mine. So it takes a lot of honesty to tell yourself this is good but it's not right for me and I guess in a lot of ways it also takes an abundant mindset to let go of an idea that could make money because it's not the right one for you and self-trust to believe that another one will come to fill its place. 
The thing to remember here is that you're not doing this business to make money at any cost. You're doing it because you want a certain kind of life and to have a certain kind of impact on the world. If you pursue ideas that don't lead you toward that life and impact, you're never going to have it. So delete the record of those ideas with happiness and faith. So now let's look at some different types of idea overwhelm and how to deal with them more specifically in a kind of quick fire sort of round. So one probably might have is having lots of content ideas. So this is really one of the best too many ideas problems to have because you're always going to need content and I guarantee you're going to have long periods where you think you'll never come up with another blog post or podcast or photo idea ever again. So with these type of ideas, I look at the ones that are time specific and which ones are evergreen. So for example, in January, I had a ton of new content ideas that I couldn't post all of them that month. Some were pretty time specific, like the blog posts I put up maintaining the new year energy and also my goals and review posts and podcasts. So they all had to be prioritised to go out at a certain time. Others generally sat better at the start of the year. So like some of the planning posts that I put out. So although they're evergreen, they were more timely in January. So they were the next priority to schedule in. Other ideas I had, like my how I got into and used tarot in my business blog post, that wasn't time specific. So I just saved that for when I didn't have another idea to write about one week. So in this case, keep records of your ideas and plan a couple of months worth of content in advance so you can see how everything slots together and where it best fits. Okay, second problem is what format should this idea be in? So you've got a great idea, but you're not sure how it can be best delivered to the world. Should it be a course, a book, a one-to-one program? If it's a physical product idea, then perhaps there are different material options or sizes or colours that you're toying with. Again, with this, go back to those questions I discussed. Is each iteration a quick win or a slow burn? And what does your business need? Perhaps to scale up, the size would take you six weeks of development or a particular fabric has a really long lead time, but you want to release something before Mother's Day to tide you over for your spring income. So you would choose the quick win version. Perhaps the one-to-one element of your service idea just doesn't feel aligned with your business vision. So instead, you choose to make your idea a self-led programme. Okay, third problem is having an idea at the worst time. (laughs) So you're snowed under with client work or orders, perhaps a piece of machinery is out of action or you're in the middle of moving house and then bam, you get the world's greatest idea in the middle of all of that. So you don't feel like you've got the bandwidth to work on it, but you want nothing more than to work on it. In this situation, let's take stock. First of all, is it time sensitive, like a wonderful Christmas campaign idea coming to you in early November? If yes, how much of a quick win is it? Is it even possible to get it done in time, workload aside? If it's not, record it for next year. How important is it to your business goals? Is it going to truly be the thing that makes the difference to you hitting a goal? If it is, I would look at some of the things already on your plate and move off the non-urgent ones to fit this one in. If the idea isn't time sensitive, take your foot off the pedal with it. 
I know you really want to start working on it, but the work you do on it now when you're distracted and stressed isn't going to be the best work. Sometimes I use the promise of a new idea as motivation to get through and finish my existing projects, or I use my downtime like being in the bath or on a dog walk or something like that to really daydream and sort of develop it in my head. If you're worried that somebody else is going to have the idea and release it before you're able to, don't. The chances of someone else having this exact idea born from your unique brain and experiences are really pretty slim. And you know, if someone else could release this exact idea, then I would perhaps question how good the idea really is. And so rather than rushing something out, how can you develop it to make it more unique to you and exciting? Okay, I think we're at the fourth, yeah, fourth problem now, a non-specific idea. So these are the true antagonists of the idea world. Not so much an idea and more a feeling or a longing that you can't put into words, an itch that you can't reach to scratch. It might be a feeling that something's just not quite right, a feeling of disjointedness, longing for a change, wanting or needing to do something new, but no clue on exactly what. I find that this can be when the panic sets in and panic is not a friend to idea generation. The good news is that there isn't a huge amount of time sensitivity here, so you can afford to explore these feelings and draw the idea out rather than need to like pick something right now this minute. My advice is to connect to your business vision here, to what you want your business to do for your life and think about where there are disjoints between that and what you're currently doing. Perhaps there's not enough time for creativity in your day to day. Perhaps you actually want to spend less time dealing with customer queries. Perhaps your current offering isn't allowing you to express your purpose to the best of your abilities. Okay, and the fifth problem is what's my one thing? So I think there are pros and cons to the one thing methodology, which kind of says, you know, pick the one thing and do that. So on the one hand, it's a good practice to narrow down on the very best version of what you can provide to the world. And on the other, it disregards the multi-passionate, multifarious, complicated jumble that is the human existence. Of course you're interested in more than one thing. So first of all, don't allow yourself to see that as a fundamental flaw or an inexcusable lack of focus when it's just your fundamental humanity. So what I would do is reframe the question to how can I narrow down my ideas to a single focus? It might be that your magic, your uniqueness is in the combination of two things you love or are great at. So why make yourself choose just weaving as your one thing when it is weaving with your hand-dyed materials that creates products that are uniquely yours? So with all types of idea jumbles, remember it's never a case of now or never. As long as you're recording them, you can always come back to one in a few months, even next year. And as I always tell myself, not everything has to be done right now. We need to leave ourselves space to grow into, to develop our business into, and to be able to enjoy the process. As I mentioned earlier, I have been working on a new hybrid program, which is now available for you to check out and sign up to. 
Immersion is an invitation to you to dive deep below the surface of your business and re-emerge feeling confident and full of direction. It has really the best parts of a course and the best parts of coaching. There's the focus, accountability and community of a course with the specificity and the flexibility of a coaching programme. The theme for this immersion is choosing a road. So if you felt like any of my quickfire examples were just exactly what you're going through, or you're generally feeling a little bit like you're at a crossroads in a big or a small way in your business, this immersion is going to really help you to find the right direction for you. So starting at the beginning of April, we will work together for three months to help you follow through on an idea or a project. So each month you'll get an audio lesson, a kind of personal essay or letter from me and a beautiful reflective workbook to work through. And then every week I will send you a task or an exercise to give you a little bit of focus and keep you moving forward. There's also a community to connect and get support from me and I'll be doing a live Q&A at the end of the three months too. Plus, if you want more support like email office and an intimate group call with me, there's also the opportunity to upgrade to Immerse Deeper. Immersion is £90 for the three months, which you can pay monthly. And you can find all the information at simpleandseason.com forward slash immersion. Other than that, any other links that I mentioned will be on my website at simpleandseason.com forward slash podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at simpleandseason. As always, if you think you have a friend who would really enjoy this episode, please do send them the link and share where you're listening online too. And until next time, I hope you grow with soul.